Good morning, my name is Greg Smith, and this is the new podcast, Breathing Room. Today is Easter 2021, and a lot of folks are feeling down, feeling depressed. A lot of things are going on right now that are difficult for people uh, with COVID going on. But right now, I just want to share with you hope of resurrection. Um, I think about a few years ago when I went to Canada for the first time uh, to see then my sweetheart, she's now my wife, and to meet her family for the first time. Uh, Her teenage daughter, Chelsea, decided that she would play a practical joke on me with a Kinder Surprise Egg. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kinder Surprise Eggs are chocolate eggs that are hollow on the inside and they contain a prize of some kind. Uh, They're marketed in Canada. A lot of Americans are not aware of Kinder Surprise Eggs. And so she carefully split the egg along the seam. She removed the toy and she replaced it with a cracked egg. Like she literally cracked an egg, emptied it into the Kinder Surprise Egg, and then she carefully resealed the chocolate shell. Now, I don't know about any of this when I first meet her. So there I am, completely new to the area, and she gives me this treat as a welcome gift. See, she knew that we didn't have Kinder Surprise Eggs in the States, and so she knew that I didn't know what to expect. So she said, you just take a big bite out of it. Just bite it all at once. And she imagined the yolk and the white squirting and oozing all over me when I bit into it. But something told me to be suspicious. And I happened to be holding it at such an angle that the slimy insides collected on the back end, on the inside. And so when I bit into the front of the egg, nothing happened. And Chelsea laughed and she said that I'd ruined her plans, explaining that there was a raw egg on the inside. And I said, hmm, I wonder what I should do with it. And I chased her around the house with it. And just when I caught up to her and could have dumped it on her, I stopped and tipped the candy to my mouth and slurped down the raw egg. It just about made her sick. She wanted to say, the yolk's on you but the joke was on her. Something tells me that this past year has been a joke that was on you. That 2020 and the beginning of 2021 have been a joke that was on you. But there's hope. And there is resurrection. According to Time Magazine, April Fool's Day, which we just had, uh, you know, four days ago, had some very ancient roots. One tradition says that it comes from the Greco-Roman festival called Hilaria, which was celebrated on March 25th. The festival honored Sybil, an ancient Greek mother of gods. And its celebrations included parades and masquerades and jokes to celebrate the first day after the vernal equinox. This was traditionally considered New Year's Day. But in the 16th century, the Christian world switched from the Julian calendar, which was introduced by Julius Caesar, to the Gregorian calendar that was named for Pope Gregory XIII. 
The change moved the new year up to January 1st, and some historians find another origin for April Fools in that switch, as those still using the Julian calendar were fooled by the new date. And alongside these traditions comes the idea that God himself is a pretty good practical joker. On his blog, Go, Glenn Schaefer writes this. He says, Reverend Weiser observes in the Easter book that in the early days of Christianity, all of Easter week was one continuous feast. A week of intense happiness and spiritual joy. Easter Monday is known as the day of joy and laughter, or bright Monday, or white Monday, and Emmaus Day. The joyful noise letter writes this. The custom was rooted in the musings of early church theologians like Augustine, Gregory of Nyssa, and John Chrysostom, that God played a practical joke on the devil by raising Jesus from the dead. This is called Rhesus Pascalis, or the Easter laugh. That's what the early theologians called it. More specifically, some theologians suggest the festival was inspired by the famous Easter Midnight Sermon of John Chrysostom, who described a vision of Christ confronting the devil and laughing at him. Quoted on the Joyful Newsletter website, one pastor noted, God has a sense of humor. God has the last laugh and the last word. That word is resurrection in Jesus Christ. He is risen. Now, Psalm 68, verse 18 says, Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive. Ephesians 4, 8 quotes this, saying that he ascended up on high. He led captivity captive. The idea is that the first captivity was Satan who had us bound up in sin and death. Then, when Jesus rose from the grave, he pulled a switch on the devil, tying him up in his own chains and leading captivity, Satan himself, captive. In his blog post, Mousetrap, Richard Beck writes this. He says, St. Augustine once compared the cross of Jesus to a mousetrap. The cross is the devil's mousetrap, he says. The idea goes like this, as unpacked by various church fathers. From the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Satan tries to thwart Jesus. But failing to get Jesus to fall into sin, Satan ultimately decides to kill Jesus just to rid the earth of the guy. Remember that Satan enters Judas's heart, suggesting that the death of Jesus is Satan's idea and plan. Satan, we know, eventually succeeds and Jesus is killed. Thus, Satan, who possesses the keys to death and Hades, now, quote, owns Jesus and has him locked up in hell. Satan has taken the cheese. The mouse trap snaps. 
Because what Satan doesn't know is that Jesus isn't just another human being. Jesus is God incarnate. In this, Jesus is sort of like a Trojan horse. So when Satan takes Jesus to hell, surprise, he finds that the enemy has entered the gates. There in hell, Jesus takes the keys of death and Hades from Satan, binds him, and then releases the captives. In Christian theology, this is called the harrowing of hell. The mousetrap story suggests that evil, in its exercise of power, will overreach God. By contrast, by allowing evil to overreach, saves us nonviolently with powerlessness. So God is passive, allowing Satan to kill, allowing Satan to use power and violence to accomplish the purposes of evil. On the surface, God becomes the mouse, the dead thing caught in the trap, the one hanging on the cross. God absorbs violence and overcomes it with love. What looks like a dead mouse to the eyes of the world, Jesus hanging on the cross, is actually the power and kingdom of God. I wonder, are there situations in your life right now where you feel like you are on the cross. Maybe because of the pandemic, maybe because of some other things going on in your own life, have you felt defeated? Maybe some things have been going on making you feel like you've been manipulated or tricked, like the joke is on you. The resurrection reminds us that God turns the tables on the devil. God gets the last laugh. God shows that weakness is strength. And tragedy turns to triumph. It's been said, sometimes you have to play the fool to fool the fool that thinks they're fooling you. This is what God did and he beat the devil at his own game. Just as God resurrected Jesus, God can raise you up and lead captivity captive for you. And you can trust this. No fooling. Happy Easter.